previously on Two Scoops. I just felt so casually rich. In episode three, part one, Mr. B and I sat down with our guest, Jay V. Jay V is a 28-year-old wardrobe stylist based in New York City. Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you may be. If you're sipping uh, a bottomless brunch, mimosa, or tea in the morning like me. We are going to play a little game with you, Jay, called 15 Questions with Jay V. Leather or lace? You know what? I'm going to go ahead and say lace because I want to feel sexy right about now. So I'm going to say lace. What are your thoughts on velvet? Timeless or temporary? For me, velvet just always exudes this essence of like luxury. What's your favorite Beyonce look? Two to three decades. Like, are you serious right now? I'm, I'm not going to give you one favorite look. That's rude. <laughs> Mr. B. Is it recording? You know it. Let's give the people something new. It's time to serve it up. What's the scoop? Let's go. Serving it up, UK to the States. No tea, no shade, it's all grace. Nothing we can't discuss in this place. Black culture set the stage, please. Two scoops, baby. Yeah, two, two, two scoops. Welcome back to Two Scoops. This is part two with Jay Levy. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, boo. Jay Levy in the house. Hey, y'all. So happy to be here. So, speaking of Beyonce, you did a major, major interview with creative director, guru, designer, and stylist to Beyonce, Ty Hunter. I just need you to go into it. What was that like? Tell me everything. So, first and foremost... Beyonce, Destiny's Child, has just been a part of my world. I remember when Beyonce would drop her albums, I would run upstairs as soon as I bought the album Mm -hmm. and just literally listen to every song, look at the album cover. I remember when uh, Can You Keep Up or Lose My Breath came out. Like, just there's so much, so many memories around these women and Ty. And um, when I started uh, hosting for Live with Fashion Week Brooklyn, Ty, uh, the producer of the uh, Fashion Brooklyn is associated with BET and he just knows a lot of people. So he was like, I think I can get Ty Hunter on. And I was like, don't play with me like that. I was like, if, you, if you're going to do it, let's do it. And we were supposed to get him on a specific week and it just didn't happen because he's booked. And then randomly one Tuesday morning, he was like, hey, so Ty is confirmed for this weekend. And I was just like, Wait, I was like, so this is actually happening? And part of me didn't believe it would happen. Uh, simply because, like, how how often are we that close to just stardom? Two general? degrees of separation. Literally. Beyonce. And, like, him as well. Literally. He is a part of the, of the Beyonce image. He is part of what made that. So I was like, oh, my God, this is happening. Cool. So what I did was I just literally went down memory lane. I just played videos, did my research, literally for like a good 24 hours i just literally just engrossed myself and what i grew up in and i felt like a kid again so inside note literally since i was a teenager i've been getting you know who ty hunter is you look like him (laughs) and then we get on the screen and we just kind of look at each other like okay bitch this is a kinship here yeah, there was someone in the comment section when he posted. They were like, oh my gosh, I forgot you used to be bald, but you look so much better. And then someone was like, yeah, that's because it's two different people. 
that's brilliant. That is brilliant. So what I what I noticed when I was doing my research on his interviews is, of course, when people interview him, they're like, "Yes, Beyonce. Yes, Beyonce. Yes, Beyonce." And I could just tell he was like, "Yes, but like I'm here too," mm. and like you you've asked me to be here, so I was like, "Okay, not gonna. We're not gonna ignore the the elephant in the room, like Beyonce, of course." But I was like, I really do want to get to know this individual that was a part of yeah. Beyonce's image, which is just as important. So I just literally got to know him. I started from where he was born, how he literally met Tina Knowles, getting there, that journey. His And what I strategically did was like, I tried to never make the question about the star or the celebrity. I tried to make it about his process his around. Story. Yes. And I always just stuck with that. And then like, I got some questions about Destiny's Child, his experience with Destiny's Child and Beyonce in. And then once I got that out of the way, I just went to the after of like where he is now. And... He's just, he's just so inspiring to know that you can work with probably the greatest performer of, of our time. Well, well, that's what, I, let me not, let me stop. Okay, don't cancel me, y'all. Don't cancel me. <laughs> One of the greatest performers to know that he can remain so humble and be so down to earth. It just, it makes you just double check your ego. It makes you look at people like, it's not that serious. Calm down. It's actually not that serious. It's, it's, it's what you're doing is an illusion. It's all an illusion and like snap out of it. But, and it, it was also so inspiring to know that this man who has sh- shaped a lot of pop culture, essentially, was just so giving. He's a giver. He's a giver. There's something about him that, that wants to enrich others around him. And um, it was just, it's something that I'll just never forget. Literally. What was something that you learned from Ty in that moment of getting to know him? I Probably the biggest thing I learned was being a good person takes you a long way. And and not even good, but like, I'm going to do these good acts so I can receive good. No, like genuinely. Yes. Nurturing yourself and making sure that you're okay and just doing good, being kind. It takes you, it really does take you a long way. It really does. But also just staying the course, stay your course and just go along for the journey, you know, Mm. but also, sorry, there's several things. Um, (laughs) Enjoy the process of getting there along the, the journey, along the way. There's so many beautiful nuggets along your journey of getting to where you hope to be or wish to be. I know we're in difficult times, Jay, but when it comes to your personal journey mm-hmm. and where you're at mm-hmm. where, where you are at now creatively mm-hmm. what would you what are you manifesting i and i i feel like cameron can attest to this because i've been knowing cameron since i was like 21 um it ties back to that whole essence which is essentially which is why my my opening tagline was feeling good all up in the skin said that for a reason I am, like, finally getting to this point of, like, being okay with what I see in the mirror, being okay with how I feel, undoing all these things that I was taught about my sexuality and how to hate myself, essentially. I'm embracing those things, and literally, it is that very thing that's making way for me. Literally. And moving forward within 2021, I just want to continue to to step into the world 
within myself, within my essence, and not being afraid of what this is and how it's going to be received and not really caring how it's going to be received. It's here for a reason, you know what I mean? And there's a reason why you can't shake it. Mm. There's a reason why it's here and um, and trusting it, trusting that it was placed in here for a reason, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And I feel like the more that I fought it, the the more I began to spiral, but the more I began to embrace it, the more just the, the life just opened up to me, you know what I mean? Oh, I see. And I wish I had... You write about, in your reconnecting piece in the visual collection i just want to if you i just want to read something that um i had to read it four or five times it's you you write (laughs) as a young boy i'd look into the mirror and stare at my reflection not fully understanding the energy i encountered this confusion led to an unending battle of questioning myself worth value and place on earth socially i felt that i hadn't found my tribe of people that spoke the same language i always felt as if i coasted through the environments i encountered that's so powerful yeah um she's also a writer y'all whatever stop um and gorgeous photographer too Oh, I did do that shot. Mm, Wait, did yeah. I do that shot? No, I didn't do the shot with the mirror with the guy, but I did the shot of the dancer. With the new, yeah, the nudes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just realized, like, I remember when I was a kid, and I would look into the mirror, and this is this is a myth, and most of us in the the LG, LGBTQIA plus community experience something around it, but there's so much, there's so many attempts to wash away what we are. And what happens essentially well, for me is I eternal- internalize that and I begin to second guess everything about myself. So looking into the mirror, I was just like, what, what, am, what are they afraid of? What am I, why, why is this not okay? And also like, I don't, now I don't know if I'm okay with what I see in the mirror. So I would just always look into the mirror and just, I would always feel not okay with what I, I saw. And that just kind of traveled with me when I was in spaces. I just, my social ability was just awkward all the time because I never felt comfortable being in my skin. So of course I'm not going to feel comfortable being in my skin around people. But like I said, the moment I just begin to like embrace myself and embrace this energy, it just, it really does make space for you. It does. It makes space for you. It makes space for you. Can't say that enough. It sounds and like just it, trust it. It sounds like it's been quite a journey as well, a process oh. for you, maybe to oh pinpoint it down. But let's say, what was the start of that process if you had to put it on a timeline? Yeah. Okay. So the start of that process of breaking it down was probably in college when I was trying to essentially convert myself to liking the women's. Okay. I was just going through this moment of like figuring out why do I feel these things and how does that correlate to religion? And I, I come from, I didn't, I wasn't like born in the church, but my mom eventually married a deacon or pastor. And I was in church all the time, not wanting to be there. Um, and sometimes he would preach to the church, but like specifically preaching to me about being gay, which was very traumatizing. Um, in college, that was the time where I was like, okay, well, maybe I should try it. So I literally joined like a cult, essentially, mm-hmm. uh, a church, and they were essentially trying to help me to convert. And I remember one day I was in my bay window in my studio, and I was looking out the window, and I was like, Jay, now you know this isn't it. Yeah. You you know this is this is just not accurate. And I was just like, this is who you are. How about you embrace it? And in that moment, I just took this sigh of relief, and I was like, oh my god, I get to just I get to like try it out. I get to try it out without feeling like I there's something wrong with me. It's and okay. then along the way, along the way, I just 
kind of stepped into it a bit more in like 2014 when I was living in Brooklyn in Crown Heights. I had just discovered non-binary and it freaked me out because the moment I read about it, I was like, I know what this is. I know what I feel. I know why my body is responding to this, this, this set of words. And um, at that time I was like, well, you got to kind of delve into it because uh, we've seen what happens when you suppress it. We see, we've seen how your body responds when you suppress what you are. And even just from there, what really um, propelled me into deconstructing and rebuilding myself is actually fashion, style. It created space for me to feel. It created space for me to to build externally what I see on the inside. It, it, it became like a form of communication, a form of language, which is interesting because I felt like singing opera and performing did that. But the moment I started just dressing up and feeling good in my, in my skin because of the, the clothing, people would say, you are so beautiful, which is how I feel. Yeah. People would say, I can see this, this, inter, this, inter, this, um, I can see the blend of femininity and masculinity in you. And then when I would tell them I'm non-binary, they'd be like, oh, that makes sense. People would say, you're literally walking art, which is what the fuck I feel like, which is what we literally are. We are art. We are canvases and we paint the the picture for the day. And um, literally fashion and style has been my way of just like kind of figuring this thing out and just walking into these spaces, knowing that like everything I see is okay, you know? And how do you describe this art of yourself? How do you describe your fashion, your personal style? If you could give it a genre, a taste, a smell, yeah. what would you? Yeah. It is a blend of sophistication, sass, 90s fashion, um, rebellion, um and i don't give a fuckness essentially Ooh, yes yes, <laughs> yes amen to essentially yeah and it's so funny because i wanted to touch on like trends i think trends are amazing but the things about trend the thing about trends for me is one you got to be able to afford the trend one that's just that's point that's period but two i feel like within trends I, and I think trends are cool, but sometimes I'm like, you can get lost in a trend because you're trying to build something around something that you didn't create. You know what I mean? Versus you literally going to the source, you, the essence, and saying, what do I see? What do I want to build today? You know that. what I mean? Yeah. Mm, 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 mm. But there ain't nothing wrong with trends, y'all. Do your thing. <laughs> I got to witness you blossom from i mean you, i can even say you were a little seedling because you were just you were just a different flower it was like a transformation um to just come into yourself and style has always been there fashion has always been there in whatever other art form you you expressed or carried with you you've always had this grace about you and to watch you grow and evolve into this being you are now i'm like i'm sat here like in awe because for me personally you you embody what i still hope for myself in terms of freedom of expression not only through clothes but just being you know yeah there's a lot of freedom in your being oh it's so palpable the effervescence that you have and when you said that you don't leave the house without your essence, I fell out because it's like, 
sometimes I leave that at the at the door as in leave it in the home because I put on everyone else's expectations of how I should look, what I should wear, how I should carry myself and just not living in myself truly. And so to watch you continue to do that and kind of just bust down whatever social norms are in vogue at the moment, you know, you just kind of like, I'm going to do me because that's what I know. <laughs> It's so it's so inspiring to see that. It really is. Thank you, Cam. Mr. B, how do you describe your personal style? How do I describe my personal style? You know what? I don't. Um how do I describe my personal style? Classic, quirky. Um, you know, I can fall from wanting to wear something really outrageous, see-through, sparkly, mesh, bedazzled, to just wanting to wear a classic t-shirt in a nude, and I mean my nude, or a camel, you know. Just, <laughs> Please my, say that again, your nude. Because, you know... I'm fed up. I, I, I'm tired of seeing the word nude and I'm seeing. Anyway. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? What flesh tone. So, okay. Yeah. So, true, so how, how would I describe my style? Classic um, with a bit of quirk. I see something, if it fits me well, if it feels good in my skin, you know. I just don't have the. I'm not. I've never been one to follow a trend. I grew up not being able to afford following trends. You know, I we we couldn't afford. My mum provided what she could provide, and I was happy with that. I didn't grow up mm-hmm. thinking that we were poor or didn't have a lot of money. I didn't. I, I just grew up, and and this is how it was. You know, this is what my mum can provide, and you know, there's there's happiness around me but i was i grew up surrounded by opportunity mm. so yeah whatever makes me feel good i just put on but i just stick with clean and classic what about you cam how would you describe your personal style a mixed bag honey um i am driven by color and the color that i choose usually depends on my mood so I really like rich, bold colors, um, really saturated colors. I'm not much of a pastel person. I love for pastels, but I am emotionally driven by saturation of colors. Um, I'd say the foundation is really classic because, like, I, I grew up just really being, like, safe in terms of how I express myself. So nothing was extravagant. Things were always nice. Things were put together, but nothing that necessarily, or at least to my recollection, turned heads or anything. Um, but I, what I noticed is that I would surround myself with people like Jay, a whole bunch of people who were so bold about their choices. And it really kind of, some of that kind of like came on to me where I would start to wear things like hats um, you know, fedoras, berets, things like that, or find pieces of jewelry that would, really accessorize an outfit um patterns that were bold and then i started to play with different shapes um but i can't really say that that's what i would wear on a day-to-day so it's like a really mixed bag of classic and 
once in a while, usually for an occasion, I'll bring out something that's, you know, really extravagant, something that's really rich or lush that for me feels like, um, like some sort of piece of art that is so rare. Like, you know, I don't want to bring this out all the time. And I don't know what the connection is with my mental and emotional part when it comes to that. Um, cause part of me is still a little bit like, Ooh, I don't know. Like if I should wear these bold patterned pants because this person know, on the it, train's going to look at me. Exactly. So I'm, yeah. I'm still in this place in my big, big age of thirties, um, <laughs> figuring it out. Um, but what I do feel is a bit more free to express myself in my own comfort. And, I think Jay, I don't even remember this. So when Jay was in London, maybe what, 2016? 2017. 17, one of those. Um, he and I and a friend of ours named Latemba, who's also a huge person in style, mm-hmm. um, we went out to Spitalfields. Oh, and fun. they took me to these stores that I would have never walked in on my own. And I was just fascinated. And, um, Part of me there felt a pressure to buy an item that was too expensive for me to buy, and I actually think oh, the pants? I was about to. About the pants? I, yes, I was about to buy those pants. Partly because I was like, "Ooh, I would really love something different," and partly because, not that they were pressuring me, but in myself, I was like, "Cam, you just need to like get over it and just buy it, and like just because they'll love that you have it." And <laughs> both- funny thing, Cam. They it like the pants were nice, but it wasn't you. It, yeah, it wasn't, and I would have probably never worn them, like mm-hmm. j- just for the sake of wearing them. And they both stopped me from buying buying the pants, and I'm glad they did that because, as much as I do want to step outside of my classic and safe uh, comfort zone, I need to realize that I need to do it according to me and not everyone else. So that was a very long winded way of answering no, what no, my no, style no, is no it was beautiful it's a journey yeah definitely it's a journey yeah and all we got to do is embrace the journey huh a bit of a odd reference but um vivian westwood i read her first autobiography quite a few years back but what was really fascinating about it was you know she talks about the punk scene and the influence it had on her creative process and how and how even to this day when it comes to climate change just how political Mm. um her fashion is and her creative process Mm -hmm. is and just hearing you talk about that experience cam just kind of just reminded me of that you know what we wear can be radical does have meaning it's not it's not it's not just a garment no. For a lot what of us, saying, yeah, yeah. What are you trying to say? Yeah. Or what you know, or or or, or what do you want to hide? Even what are you hiding? Mm. What do you say to someone who may be experiencing something like I have and am experiencing with themselves? Someone who has the interest but just doesn't know how to step into it. Into their their taste into, and style, in, yeah. Into their own taste, or you know, experimenting, or what, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Especially in the context of hiding, you know, right. there are a lot of people who identify as homosexual or whatever in in right. our LGBTQ spectrum, right. who still find it, who still find it really hard to express themselves. Of course, 
I will go ahead and say that thing that you're hiding from, which we are all aware of in some capacity, I dare you to actually to acknowledge it and to step into it and to to get to know yourself because that's when the style happens is that's why I said once again, feeling good all up in this skin. Like that's what allows me to 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 create this tangible relationship with style is it is literally just coming from you. And if you are not connected with yourself, it's going to read. But the moment you just, the more you tap into that, the more it's, it converts naturally. So for anyone that's seeking clarity and uh, cohesiveness uh, from their essence to style, get to know yourself a little more. Unbury those those hidden gems and embrace those things about yourself that freak you out. Um, because one, you're human and we all have that and it's okay to feel that. But it's also okay to, to have the fear, but to like step through the fear and to get to the other side of the fear. You can do that too. And the more you do that, the more your your style begins to build itself and you just begin to, you begin to trust it, you know? Amen. So I had a look on your website, which I'll, which we will reference later, but... You styled Thomasina Marisa for Gamara magazine, and you went from chunky jewelry to a gorgeous suit moment with Doc Martens. I mean, what's your what is your creative process when you're on a gig, when you're on a shoot? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How does it work for you? So basically, when we do shoots, we always start with a concept and a why. So I think the the Gamaro magazine shoot was like the red, the beautiful big red Alice in the Wonderland, and then like the texturized pieces, mm-hmm. and then the suit. That was another shoot entitled My Sister's Keeper. Okay. But the, the red look was, um, it's all a dream, essentially. We wanted things that just felt larger than like being here, being in a, a different world. And I we usually create mood boards and the mood board really sets the tone. It sets the communication, what we're trying to convey. And I just literally look at that mood board and I literally just, you just trust the creative process. You say, okay, what, what do you need from me? Where do you want to go? And I literally start building, literally. And um, specifically for the My Sister's Keeper, which went, it varied from those the purple and yeah, the uh, purple uh, ba- yes to the the suit to the to the the vet the layered vests. What we were trying to embody in that was th- these two women that are not biologically sisters, but they are sisters. They are each other's keeper, and they have this bond that is, is it's un- it goes unbroken. It cannot be fucked with, basically. And I kind of created the story, which was inspired by Andre Leontali. Y'all know how, like, Andre used to go to, like, uh, Carl's place and go and to just... uh, Andy. And they would give him yeah. all the clothes. Items. I was like, these girls these girls are the muses for, one of the muses for the city. And people just give them clothes. People love them. They they inspire people. And everything that you see in the photo, uh, in the photo shoot was given to them specifically because of who they are, that bond, that respect that they've built. So it's, I just, you tr- I, cr- I try to create a story and try to, to visualize what does that look like if that were to happen. Gorgeous storytelling. And, you know, where do you go? I always wonder who, of course you can't give away your sources. That's not what I'm asking. But so you get the mood board and inspiration hits you. Mm-hmm. Do you have like an archive of pieces and you're like, oh, we could use this, we could use this? Or mm-hmm. where do you, where, yeah, where do you go? What yeah. Happens? 
Um, the goal is to essentially get there, but your archive is essentially the designers you know or the designers you that are in your database. So, right. like, for me, Instagram, I don't know how we've gotten to this place, but Instagram is a portfolio, a resume, huh. a networking <laughs> tool. It is, it's crazy. And, like, all of my designers that I pull from, I have a tab in my saved files of designers, accessories, wow. cosmetics. And, like, you just literally go. And, and what people don't realize is, like, it takes a lot of time to just sit and search for these designers. You have to go to people's pages. You have, to tag, you have to just keep tapping and tapping and tapping. And then if you like it, you save it. And you eventually built this archive, essentially, of designers that you like. Sometimes I can't find what I need, so I have to go out and buy things and return them when I'm finished. Right, so okay. it's, it's, a, it's a plethora of methods. I definitely, when I did the My Sister's Keeper, Tomasina, who, shout out to Tomasina, she is the model that essentially was like, hi, I see something in you and I want you to style this shoot. That was my shoot that was published, my first publication ever, which changed my life. And uh-huh. it, it was essentially that thing that said, you can do this. You clearly have what it takes to do this. But shout out to you, boo, love you, for the, and thank you for the opportunity. But That was October's um, issue, right? Yes, yes. And what was the question again? Oh, okay. just, uh, anything else in the Hopes. pipeline besides the yes. upcoming gig? Um, I realized when I did the My Sister's Keeper shoot, it started out with grunge, a bond, and I was the person that kind of expanded on that, those few words, and I created a concept and a world. And I remember we were walking to our last look, or to our last location for our last look, and Tomasina was like, you literally just like created a story, a concept, a world around... This, these basic words that we we formed and I feel like I'm I'm on my way somewhere and I was like wait so that means I know how to tell a story and then I just started doing more research and I think I want to get into like being a fashion editor a fashion director for like magazines for campaigns and just telling stories and creating worlds but also styling as well because you 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 essentially are the stylist but you are more in control of what is being shot, what is being seen, what is being conveyed. And basically you're taking in culture and converting that through photography and style and fashion. So I was like, I think I really want to do that. That feels really good. And I my one of my one of my a quote that probably ties everything in together is from the Tu Wang Fu, which is my Instagram handle. Mm-hmm. At the end when Chichi Rodriguez wins the the pageant, which is what they've been on the journey for. Uh, Naxima Jackson says, step four, step five. She says, larger than life is just the right size. And that literally is the epitome of just my existence. And I realize, like, I've always just been a larger than life person. And even in the shoots, like, my mind just wants to do so many expansive things. And I feel like with fashion editing, fashion directing, I get to do that. So... We're definitely headed into that direction. I'm working on my first campaign with a beautiful company based in New York City that is one of my favorite places to just... It was one of my favorite places to, to, to be a part of my community. And um, an agency representation is next. And hopefully with that, y'all know... You know what happens when you get the agents. Mm-hmm. You already know. It takes time, but um, a bit of that. Um, I have a visual collection called I Think You're Worth It, which means the world to me. And Cameron is actually going to be a part of it. And probably you too, Mr. B, mm-hmm. somehow. But it's just a visual collection that 
takes the viewer on a journey of specifically I'm I'm uh, emphasizing the queer black experience but the beautiful and genius thing about this experience is so many people go through it I'm just letting you know that I'm going to use the queer black body for this specifically mm-hmm. but it's just about how we are born into this world but the world wishes and, and desires to wash us away mm. and it some it happens and we internalize it differently and the, the, the purpose of the journey of the art and the, the collection is to show the process of gaining, of, of gaining that that power back, your essence, and, and letting the, the viewer know that they cannot take that away from you, no matter how they take, how they desire or how they view you or how they place whatever on your shoulders. Your job is to figure out how to get back to that, that state of being that child, that free little child. By the end of the journey, it's the... This is why this is important. That's your job. And you can do it. I think you're worth that journey. So, wow. and, and, and that's your next visual project. Yes. And it's taking a long time because there's so many collaborations, money, you know. And I'm just, I'm just taking my time. But it's going to be really beautiful. And the goal for that, actually, um, I've just been in talks with um, different people about representation, but also uh, mentorship. But I want this collection to be placed in museums mm. and to be online exhibits. Like, I want this to be seen. It is a very important narrative. Absolutely. And it will I'm not be. worried about it. Yeah, I'm not worried about it. It'll do what it's supposed to do because everyone I've talked to about it that I want to invest or to just um, mentor or whatever, they're like, this is absolutely brilliant. And I, someone that is not of the Black queer community, I feel so deeply connected to. And I'm like, that's the point. That's exactly the point. So I'm really excited for it. I think you're worth it. I think you're worth it. Can't wait to experience it. It's going to be so lovely. I'm so excited. And I just feel so passionate about it because... Like I said to you guys before, like, I just think that there's not enough queer, black queer representation of, and not it just being for black queer people, like us just existing in these spaces and people seeing it and saying, this is beautiful. And I I connect with that. I feel like the world is afraid to say, oh, I see something within myself in this experience. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm just like, who the hell, who taught y'all this? This is a mess. It's a damn mess. But yeah. You can also see a lot more of what JLV is doing in the industry and beyond by checking out their website at www.jlevstyling.com. That's J L E V E styling.com. Don't forget to give them a follow on Instagram at Tuwongfu. That's T-O-W-O-N-G-F-O-O. Tuwongfu. Yeah, stay tuned to keep abreast on Jay's future project. I think you're worth it. And don't forget to catch Jay on Live with Fashion Week Brooklyn every Saturday at 7 p.m. New York City time. That is 4 p.m. out on the West Coast, 12 midnight here in London. And as always, communicate with us via email at contact at twoscoopspodcast.com, on Instagram at twoscoopspodcast, and on Twitter at twoscoops underscore pod. Stay tuned to what we are giving and catch us next week for another episode of Two Scoops. Two Scoops. Two Scoops. Two scoops.